Hi everyone, this is the weird God damn it. Hi everyone, this is the Weird World Podcast. I'm your host, Dean. I have my sidekicks first. Aaron. Okay, that joke was done the first time you had done it, Dean. This is only the sixth. I think I have seven more. <laughs> Who are you, by the way? I'm Carrie, the queen of the podcast. Ooh, okay. No. Get wrecked. That makes sense. Queen's higher than the host. Yeah. No, you're right. The queen hires the host, as a matter of fact, I believe. (laughs) So today, Carrie, the queen, Queen Carrie, is going to bring us something hopefully weird. You never know with her. Sometimes it's just intriguing to her. A little bit sad. A little bit sad sometimes. But fun to learn about. Mm -hmm. This one's not sad at all. Ooh, get wrecked. Sometimes. Carrie, as we all know, likes the psychological. She's big into the psych stuff. Yeah, Criminal Justice Corner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is this a Criminal Justice Corner? No, oh. it's Psychological Corner. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yes. The psych Corner. Psychological Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. It's almost as if you knew what the topic was. I do not know what the topic I is. I know you don't. Mm. Nobody does. I'm that. going to tell you a story about a young human man. Okay. Ooh. Well, that's interesting the way he's... Yeah. Okay. I like it because that makes me think there's also non-humans <laughs> yes. in the story. Yes. So yeah, way to set us up. Maybe Can't an alien-human hybrid, something like mm-hmm. that, possibly. Maybe elves, you know. Elves. Yeah. Really bills. throwing you guys into the wrong I, direction. One of these days, she is going to like do something like it's totally just crazy. Yes. Like, like elves are real. Fools. Yeah. Or we just like casually like mention, think that like fairies are real and shit. And <laughs> or Carrie just suddenly does something on Bigfoot or yeah. something. As you know, Bigfoot, the confirmed animal that exists. <laughs> well, this guy's name is Nick Lotz. Nick Lotz? Ooh. He's from a town called Hudson, Ohio. It's an affluent town between Akron and Cleveland. I find that hard to believe, but... <laughs> well, if you say so. <laughs> Throw in shade to Ohio. Just... You know, that's I where your I people am. are from. Yes, that's true. I Some mean, of them. to be wealthy in Ohio... In Ohio Mm. It means you can afford a lot of meth. Yes, that's that's my. Yeah, I feel like view. a five bedroom house is like three hundred bucks a month. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow, again. Ohio is a wonderful state. Exactly. We're just kidding. Ohio. I'll bet you Ohio is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yes, I've beautiful never been there. Skies, but it's just, untouched just, by pollution. Yep. Well, I don't know about. Yeah, there might be a fair amount of they pollution did. there in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. with uh, lake they have on rivers fire. on on fire? And the stuff? lake and yeah. river. Right? Oh, the river. Yeah, I don't yeah. know something like that. Yeah. Anyhow, we're getting a little bit off topic here. Yes, we are. We're not really going to be talking about Ohio all that much, although it's the year 2007, and Nick is going into college. Mm-hmm. He is going to Ohio University. All right. He wants to be a filmmaker. It's the place to go. Yeah, yeah. as you know. Well, well he, it's one of the centers. It's, the, it's considered the third center of filmmaking in the United mm-hmm. States, L.A., New York. Ohio. Ohio. And no, Ohio. well, specifically rural Ohio, whatever mm-hmm. the hell Ohio. Where no is Ohio? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Where is Ohio? University, I mean. Oh. Anyhow, he he soon kind of had an issue with anxiety. He got super anxious, which actually probably isn't that uncommon with uh, college freshmen, their nope. first year of college. Excuse me, had to burp. <laughs> it's in Athens. Ohio University Ooh. is in Athens, Ohio. The other Athens. The third most famous Athens, yeah. mm-hmm. I believe. Anyway, Nick was a little bit overweight. He was pretty self-conscious around girls. And he, you know, like everybody, thinks everybody's looking at them and staring at them. And, and what is Gary's response to that? No, or what is it? No one cares about you. No one you. cares about mm-hmm. you, yeah. Whenever anybody in this family said something like, oh, I can't do that because people, nope, Carrie's, their wife or mother's <laughs> response was, no one cares about you. I literally never said that to any of you. 100% fact you did multiple times. What it means is everybody's, everybody else is yeah. anxious and self-conscious about the way they look or how they dance or what their haircut looks like. They're, everybody's not staring at you. Thinking you dance funny and look weird and have funny hair. You know what? Dean. It's not how it comes off. <laughs> and I did catch the funny hair in Dean part, by the way. It's, I still have COVID hair, even though the salons have been reopened for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just haven't cut my hair. I just cut my own hair. 
And mm-hmm. I think it looks great. Oh, this is just shaved your head. Carrie, Carrie, no one cares about And that. I think when everybody looks at me, they're saying, hey, mm. Carrie's haircut no, looks no. great. They're saying, yeah. they're saying nothing because they're not looking at you or caring about I you. I love it. What about when they do tell me that my hair's cute? Uh, I or get a lot like of compliments my on my mask because it has shark teeth. A lot of compliments. Ooh. And his Fine. t-shirts that I pick out and give to him. That you. Nice. Anyhow, back to Nick. Yes. So he was self-conscious, he was anxious, and he thought everybody could tell that he was anxious and self-conscious. So he thought everyone cared about him. Mm. Yes. Okay. He, uh, you know, he made some new friends at first, but then gradually it seemed like they stopped returning his text messages. Uh, oh, this is a story about being ghosted by everyone. Mm-hmm. He'd go out several nights a week, like four or five nights a week, and he, like a lot of people do, Started drinking too much mm. to ease his social anxiety, occasionally to the point where he would even black out. Oof. And after he would have a blackout, then he'd worry that he'd either said or, or sent some sort of text message. Yeah. Is he still he, in his freshman year? Yeah. So he has a, he's having occasional blackouts early on in his freshman year. That's a, he has a serious drinking yeah. problem. Yes. Blackouts should not be a common thing. That's college for you. Yeah. Trust me. I'm aware of that, but I didn't have a lot of black. I've probably twice in my life where I did, like, I have a large amount of missing time. I don't believe I was abducted by UFOs during that period. I may have been. Yeah, you never know. Very good possibility. One of the possibilities. But having multiple Mm -hmm. blackouts early on in freshman year, Nick's in trouble. Yeah. He is in trouble. Okay. And so he's afraid that, you know, maybe he'd said something to somebody or, or, you know, sent a text message saying, pr- yeah. giving out private information that he shouldn't have. And he was also worried that people were posting embarrassing videos of him online, of him doing or saying stupid so he, stuff. He doesn't when he remember was drunk. things, so he goes right to, I probably said terrible things and people are saying terrible things about me. Nick needs some self esteem. Yeah, he's therapy. I feel bad for him. I want to help him. He searched Facebook and stuff for oh, these no. videos. <laughs> he Googles, what are people saying bad about me? Yeah, But he couldn't find anything. Damn it. Then he started pretty much just ignoring school and <sighs> classwork and stuff like that. He'd stay in his dorm room, close the blinds, and take Suboxone. What the Ooh, hell is that? It, it's an opiate. So Isn't that what they... How do you spell it? S U B O X O N E. I thought that is that what they did. How do you get it? How, well, how would you ask about that from a doctor? I'm kidding. He didn't get it from a doctor. He bought it from another student. Oh. It was illegal. Suboxone. Never heard of it. That's the stuff they give you after, like, if uh, something about I don't know. I always I hear about it with when addicts like go to the hospital or do, oh, like, like detoxing or something. Come down. Yeah. Or something more heavy. Serious? Yeah. Hmm. Or, there, or yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Or maybe I got it wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But, he, but I've heard of it before. He would know. get that and then he'd sleep for days. Well, yeah, there's a, a there's like yeah. seven red flags already for I've this I've never guy. heard of it being used in the context of like recreationally oh. or like in a huh. good context. Like, oh, I did Suboxone, you know? Well, maybe he did it to sleep. Yeah, weirdo. Okay. <laughs> 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 bars like everyone else, bitch. Well, then I guess it is used to treat opiate addiction, but it turns out there are five myths about using Suboxone to treat opiate addiction. So, uh-huh. and it's from Harvard University, so go on. Okay. okay. You guys can all Google it and read up about okay. Suboxone. I, I just did for about four seconds, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Then he, he would also snort Adderall. Jesus. Or something called Focalin, which... Uh, that's from The Simpsons. I'm that's not a real thing. is something like Adderall. It's fun. And then when he'd do that, then he could stay up all night watching YouTube videos and writing screenplays since he wanted to be a filmmaker. Equally likely to end well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was... Still screenwriting. Fun fact, that is how Parasite was written. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Don't knock it till you try it. It's probably how a lot of screenplays were written. Trust me, it is. I don't know why I said trust me, but I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He'd sit basically in his dorm room all by himself and his computer was pretty much his only, you know, connection to the world. He found that easier than actually having face-to-face conversations with people. And he started monitoring his friend's internet activity. How? So 
Uh, don't ask me. Okay, use those computer skills for useful well, things. Nick, hard. Everyone's really shit is public. Yeah, it's, it's social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought he's like hacking into the computer no. and saying, "Okay, where are you searching?" No. Okay. But so because he was looking at his friends' internet activity, he assumed that people were probably tracking him too. Super paranoid. So like yeah. whenever he clicked on BuzzFeed links or he would post comments on Reddit, things like that, he figured everybody knew what he was doing. Mm. Okay. And then when he was going from website to website, somehow he would see messages on all of these websites that looked like they contained coded messages hmm. specifically geared to him. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm following Super so far. It sounds away. real. It sounds actually like he's thinking logically finally. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs some more Suboxone. In the spring, he went home back to Hudson and his mom, her name was Anne. His parents were married, but his dad lived in Los Angeles, which was weird because of his job. Maybe he's a screenwriter. No, uh, uh, it'll get to where his. I'll get to. His <laughs> he's an accountant. Yeah. No, he's not. Uh, I got a job in L.A. Why? Because I, I want to. I'm leaving. Bye. Yes. So anyway, his mom's name is Anne, and so when he was at home for spring break, his mom found him taking apart the thermostat in the hallway, mm. and she asked him what he was doing. He told her he was looking for cameras. Okay. Another time, he told her that he was at the center of a network of covert operatives. Mm-hmm. All right. So she asked him, hey, have you seen that movie, A Beautiful Mind? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're Russell Crowe. It's not a good thing. And he Except said, you're good at math. He said, Mom, I'm not like that. And you're then that was worse. kind of the end of it. So it's not next, a little Mark and John-ish, isn't it? From the Eng- was it Mark yeah, and John? Yeah, it was Mark and John. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next morning, he seemed a little bit better. He was more lucid, and he told his mom he was fine. He reassured her. He said that school was stressful and that the Adderall he was taking, because he did have ADD. Oh. My God, or ADHD. And um, so he was taking Adderall, but he said it wouldn't happen again. And so over that spring break, he and his sister Cecilia had plans to attend a jam band festival. That sounds like fun. I hope Mm -hmm. there is some fish there, and I hope they play a 47-minute song. That would be fun. Well, Dave Matthews Band was there. Okay. They were the headliner. So this festival was in western Michigan, and as it happens, their father, Jay, is an event promoter. Oh, and he well, was. That's why he's in Los Angeles. Exactly. Okay. I told you I'd get to it. Oh, okay. Sorry. And I thought you said fuck off. I misunderstood. <laughs> I hear a lot of things when you say normal things that sound to me as if you said fuck off. Okay. Okay. Um, he was actually going to the festival, but he was traveling there separately from Los Angeles. So they were going to see his dad there. But since Nick had been acting kind of strangely at home, his sister Cecilia was a little bit worried about him. And she told her mom and dad that she didn't think he should go, that he should stay home from the festival. And that was because Dave Matthews was headlining, but that's completely different story. Mm-hmm. And his parents actually knew about his drinking and drug problems, and they were worried about him too. And they told him he could only go if afterwards he would agree to go into a rehab program in oh. Montana. Oh, yikes. Immediately afterwards. Hmm. So he agreed. So they went to the. To the festival. Yeah, that maybe wasn't it. We know you're in trouble. We know you need help. We, you're going to get that help, but first go ahead and go to a huge concert in a different state. Bye. Where, where there might be all kinds of drugs and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. that maybe wasn't a great call. They well, should have just tricked him, said, we're going to the jam band. Boom, make a left, wind up in Montana, drop him <laughs> off. I don't think they thought that out. Well, they did, some friends did go with them, and as soon as they got to the festival, they set up their tent and then Nick went off and found a drug dealer Jesus. and bought whatever he could get for $100. <laughs> he just had a $100 bill. Give me whatever that's worth. That's well, exactly yeah. what he did. Jesus. So he got acid and ecstasy. Okay. And the next night. How much? I want to see if he got a bargain. Took a bunch yeah. of it. I don't know. $100 worth, Dean. I don't know. Would He's you a know? white dude. No, he probably I got scammed. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I once bought a tab of acid that turned out to be just a piece of paper. Nice. And did you have a good trip? Nope. That's what happens when you do illegal drugs. 
Did you want to revise your comments about Dave Matthews Band? Uh, I actually am, am a fan of Dave Matthews Band. I feel terrible for my aspersions from a moment ago, and I, I want to apologize to Dave and the entire band. What about Matthews? No, just Dave. Oh, fuck. Uh, what about that time they emptied all the poop out of their bus onto a boat? I don't know what you're talking about. Why? They were going over some bridge, and they emptied the on their tour bus. And they emptied the toilets tank or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were going over a river, and one of those tour boats was going under the bridge right at that exact moment. Nice. And their poop. Do you think Dave fell. himself pulled that lever? I don't. I think he hey. gave the call to yeah. pull the lever. His name's on the bus. Okay. All right. The buck stops with Dave. Okay. And Matthews. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, he took a bunch of acid and ecstasy okay. the next Woo-hoo. night. So far, so good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And eventually, well, he went off on his own and made his way to the main stage where <laughs> Dave Matthews Band was playing. Fuck yeah. He didn't love he their music. He joined them. No, he didn't love their music, but he felt that he was there for a reason, and their lyrics spoke to him. Hmm. Under the Table and Dreaming? I don't know, because I don't know a single Dave Matthews Band song. Just told you one. Suddenly... Nick solved the puzzle of his life. (gasps) He knew what was going on. Since he started college, he had been the star of a reality TV show. No. Yes. He's Truman? Yep. The network had hidden cameras. Oh, my God. And that night at the Jam Band Festival, it was supposed to be the finale. All he had to do was get a hold of his father who would then find him in the crowd, lead mm-hmm. him on stage, and give him a check for a million dollars. Of course. Okay. So Nick got out his cell phone, tried to call his dad so that he could find him and present him with a million-dollar check, but he was too high to make the call. Oh, damn it. Hey, when that happens. Ugh. So he'd missed his chance. And that Lord. would have been the end of the show. So God, he if missed. the Kardashians could have ended that way. Yeah. That would have been lit. Your dad so, comes back to life. Comes <laughs> back to life. It's about to give them a million dollars, yeah. and that would have been all they made mm-hmm. for their entire show. That yes. would have been good for humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it didn't end that way. Well, so he missed his chance to end the show. So he went back to the tent, and he couldn't even go to sleep. He just paced outside of the tent until the morning. And then when his sister woke up, she asked him what was wrong, and his response was, Smile, you're on camera. Okay. The next right. day... He flew to Montana and went to rehab. Ready. At at rehab. Was the camera crew with him? Did he see a camera crew with him? He's never seen a camera crew. They're all hidden cameras, Dean. Okay. All right. A counselor at rehab explained the rules of the program. He's doing a lot less masturbating at this point (laughs) after this realization. (laughs) Saying, we're all going to be watching you. Oof. Which to Nick. Yeah. That was... That they were acknowledging that he was the star of the show. That was possibly the worst thing they could have said. Yep. Yeah. Well, looking out for you. Oh, I see. And he believed that his show was being broadcast live all day and all night. He has seen the Truman Show, right? I do not. What year know. is this? 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to have. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. I mean, at least even if you never saw the movie, I mean, you're he, aware he would of have been it. Right? Child. Yeah, still. So anyway, he, while he was at the rehab center, he would search for editing equipment in empty rooms, and he didn't find any, but to him, that didn't prove anything because nope. cameras couldn't, could be hidden behind mirrors or even in shirt buttons. Ooh, oh, yeah. You never know. Good, yeah. We have the technology now. So he was discharged from rehab before he completed the program. Is that a camera in your eye? Is that a camera <laughs> on your fingertip? <laughs> Because he was probably too preoccupied with looking for hidden cameras. Yeah. And the... the um, Here's your counsel- breakfast spoon. That's a camera, isn't it? Why'd they discharge him? Because they said his problems went way beyond drug use. Okay. Okay, okay yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Your son is not going to work out here. He needs much, yeah. much more help than we can provide. So back at home, he was still agitated, but he thought he better keep quiet and stop talking about the show. So he did. Okay. He did go to a local rehab program in Ohio, and then said, I'm ready to go back to school. 
His parents weren't really sure if it was a good idea for him to go back to school, but in the end, they decided to allow him to go back for his sophomore year. So at this point, they do not know anything about his reality show delusion. Mm-mm. But he was telling the people they know at Montana bit. about it, right? Yeah. So they must, I mean, I don't know, is that a HIPAA thing? Was he, He's an adult. Would they tell, but, but he, was, he was placed there by his parents. Would they be able to tell him about no, that? No, he had to agree to go. I mean, he could. So they would not be able to tell him about that. No, they can't tell him. No, they can't. So they may not know really anything about it. Correct. Okay, yeesh. Yeah. So um, he went back for his sophomore year, and when he went back, he decided to embrace being watched by millions of strangers. Let's go. (laughs) He's like walking now with his, he's he's humming his theme song for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Nick! Well, he would do things like leave his laptop open so the cameras could zoom in on the screen, okay. broadcasting whatever he was writing. And by this time, he would proudly masturbate every night. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no problem. When he'd have to uh, speak in class, he would grin bizarrely and let the audience, so that the audience would you know, know that he was in on the whole joke. His cell phone has a laugh track that he just <laughs> yeah, potentially... Occasionally he pushes that. <laughs> well, something that could have actually been very helpful, he enrolled in acting and public speaking classes. Yes, yes. Because he wanted to become a better performer. So he leaned into it. Yes, yeah. he did. Okay. He wrote in his journal. He leaned into his crazy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He wrote in his journal anything that humiliates me or pisses me off is actually a hazard of being famous. That, you know what? That's a good attitude. So he thinks he's famous. I so, love it. Hey, celebrities, maybe you should adopt Nick's uh-huh. attitude. Yeah. He thought the producers of his reality show had invented a wireless speaker that was inside of his head. Oh, well, that's getting dangerous. And they used it to feed him lines and critique his performance. Mm. They told him that the audience could hear his thoughts. And that he had to make sure his thoughts were entertaining, they said. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Every few hours. Is it like, like those, remember those shows, I think it was MTV, where they have a bubble come up during a, <laughs> a show. It was like annotated almost. Yeah. That was his reality show. His yeah. thoughts came up in bubbles. That's yeah. my theory. Yeah. Well, every few hours, they would issue him a new challenge through the wireless speaker in his head. One time they said, no food for three days. He tried several times because <laughs> remember he was overweight. Finally, after trying several times, he was able to completely fast so kind for of three days. Diet, exercise, eat oh, yeah. sensibly. That's exactly what they did. Okay. Um, one time they woke him up in the middle of the night and ordered him to stand on one leg. Hmm. And no, they said, less Amer- helpful, but- America doesn't want to watch you sleep. It's boring. <laughs> nice. But like you said, they did tell him to exercise regularly because he had to look good on camera. He lost 50 pounds. Nice. All right, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, and Nick, I like the way this is turning out better for him than the suboxone. Suboxone? Yeah. Suboxone. Suboxone. And Adderall, I think. Well, so the producers promised him that if he could make it to the end of the show, it wasn't only a million dollars that he was going <gasps> to win. He was going to win a hundred million dollars. Whoa. Now so we're talking again. Kardashian mm-hmm. money. When he went home on breaks, his family would ask him what was wrong. <laughs> and he was a little bit elusive, he'd say things like, you know all about it. Or, because he thought everybody knew. Or, careful, you're off script. You're, oh my God, that would be a phenomenal. Please say that to us. (laughs) Yes, that would be amazing if someone said that to me. That would be phenomenal. Hey, Aaron, we're going out to get something at Panda. What What do you want? No, they, the producers said we're not supposed to go to Panda tonight. What are you talking about? Soft script. Soft script. And he said he was tempted to ask for help, but he didn't want to break the fourth wall. Well, you know what? He's thinking about the narrative structure. He's thinking mm-hmm. about the reality Continuity. of Yeah, no, I, I love I, it. I appreciate well, his And his the producers were telling him it had to be entertaining. Yeah, that's and true. It had to be good. So his mother was trying hard to be supportive, but she didn't want to, you know, force him away. By this time, he's 19, and she couldn't force him into an institution. Nope. But she basically demanded that he go see a psychiatrist. But his answer to that was, they don't want me to, meaning mm. the producers. That seems like a good subplot, though. Suddenly he's going to see a psychiatrist, and he's yeah. talking about, hey, quick question. Did he do advertising <laughs> for it? Like he'd open up, mm, this Schlitz malt liquor is sure Ooh, delicious, looking yeah. into the camera. Did he do that? Not he as far have. as I'm aware. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, then he blew it. 
Yeah. yeah, he fucked up. Gotta have some product placement. He could have made more than $100 million. Yeah. If he Hashtag ad. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So even though he said the producers didn't want him to, his mother scheduled appointments with therapists near their home. And he was diagnosed with delusional disorder, persecuto- persecutory type. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although the sounds like they're not that bad to him. His producers, I mean. They sound like they're pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Three-day fasts aren't great. No, but exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe go out and talk to a girl. I'm assuming they told him to do that, no? They're so persecuting. I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, delusional disorder persecutory type is characterized by one or more non-bizarre delusions that persist persist for at least one month. (laughs) He has all bizarre illusions. No. I'm going to tell you. Because... Delusions are divided into two categories, bizarre and non-bizarre. Bizarre Bizarre are beliefs that can't possibly be true. And non-bizarre are beliefs that aren't true but could be. So a bizarre belief is I'm dead, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's not possibly true. Thinking millions of strangers are obsessed with me, that's not true, but it could be true. That's a weird dichotomy. How about Mm -hmm. God is speaking to me? Can that be true? That becomes a metaphysical question. Well, answer that one, doctor. It can be true to some people. It can't be true to other that's people. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that is one. a good one. That's I, just, a, I, would I just thought of a third category. You're welcome, psychologically. Well, I would <laughs> say that's a psychiatrist. Yeah, uh, I would say a that lot of people too. would not, though. Because well, my thing is you can't prove anybody who believes in God, which is a majority, would yeah. say that's not bizarre. No, if you really believe that God is speaking to you. That's a bizarre belief. I, a, that's a bizarre delusion. I fundamentally disagree. I, so I then believe, you would say all of religion. I believe in God, so therefore, I don't really believe in God. But I, <laughs> if I did, I would, that would not be a bizarre belief. Because God exists, he can speak to you. I believe in my dog barking outside, but it, it, would it be a bizarre belief to believe he's speaking to me in my head? No, because he can. He, Loki can speak words. Absolutely. Well, if you <laughs> he understands English, as we have I mean, established. That, well, that, that's my controversial opinion here. Mm-hmm. I think religion intensifies mental illness. Well, that and, is controversial. Yeah, well, yeah. Because think about it. If somebody yeah. has a delusional disorder and it's a, it is a bizarre, to believe, a bizarre belief to believe that there is this imaginary character that has orchestrated yeah. everything and is talking to you. Mm-hmm. But if you have a whole society telling you that that's possible, yes, that's going to fuck with yes, you. Yes. That's what everyone says when you get into, you know, you're not supposed to validate the, these people's delusions because it makes it, yeah, it just makes it worse, makes them go deeper into it. And if all of society is validating your delusion, that's not very good. Let's move on, but let's agree yeah. that I have destroyed and blown up this psychological yeah, let's go. construct. <laughs> but that's why I'm not validating it. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, go off. That makes sense. I think that's a bizarre delusion. Yeah, I, I agree. So, <laughs> by the, the fall... Frosty the snowman. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so he made it through his sophomore year. Now he's in his junior year. Damn. Ooh. He's still functioning. Mm-hmm. Is he doing well in school? I don't know. Okay. I, I'll have to send for his transcript. I but. don't think you'll get them. So by the first semester of his junior year, he felt imprisoned by his fame. Mm. It's common. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The producers talking incessantly over the tiny speaker in his head became very hard to drown out. Anytime he has to sign for something, God damn it, people leave me alone about my sign. Jesus, here, fine, here's my autograph, asshole. He'd sit. I want to start doing that. Oh, yeah. Mm. He'd sit at his computer for like 12 hour stretches at a time, just writing stream of consciousness journal entries. One night he wrote, I don't yes. know if it's basic cable or just cable, and I can't really understand jokes. I just kind of laugh. I guess it's what being an idiot feels like. He Isn't wrote, that called being on Reddit? Oh. Ooh. Isn't that called being on 8chan? <laughs> Ooh, it's 4chan. Ooh. There's an 8chan too. It's worse. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. That's just called just being a right wing troll. That's, yeah. Uh, that's a day in the life of every right wing tro- troll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, these people don't interact with people. No. He went on and on like this Without for 52 hoods. pages. Yes. 52 pages. Mm-hmm. What font size? <laughs> <laughs> Four. Ooh. He was, ba- he was desperate for help. He wrote 
letters or emails, I'm not sure, to 200 actors and directors, Jeez. including people like Judd Apatow and Tina Fey, saying, I'm currently stuck in a mind control loop. My career and life are in ruins. God, if you only were written to Mel Gibson, he would have been believed. Oh, my God. I'm sure there are plenty of actors who feel the same way he does. Tom Cruise, John Travolta. Yes. (laughs) He considered hiring a lawyer so that he could get out of his contract, Mm -hmm. even if it meant giving up the $100 million prize money. How, at this point, if he does tell his parents, how do you not hire someone to pretend to be your producer and let him out of his contract? Yeah. That'd be a win-win. I'd you try it. that first, and then you go this Yeah, if he, still, if he doesn't leave it, then you, yeah, then you have him locked up. But at, the, at least try to have the producer I know, I, I cancel won- the show. Yeah. I wonder if they did that, if then what would, he, what would he do? You know what I mean? Would it really be done it's for worth him? worth a try. Or would other delusions take its place? Yeah, then you just deal with that as they come. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks he's a sail, he thinks he's a ship's captain on a whaler. Were you then not you listening have to what Aaron Moby said? Dick, what? <laughs> she said you're not supposed to indulge their delusions. Yeah. Oh, well. Agree to disagree. You, you, have to, you, have to be like, <laughs> you don't outright say you. they're wrong, but you don't say, yeah, totally. I, I know where they are. They're going to get you. Come in my car. <laughs> like, that's no. You say, oh, that sounds really scary. I can get you somewhere uh, safe. I should not be a psychologist because yeah, I'm pretty shouldn't. sure I would say they're going to get you. I would mess with them. Yeah. Although, is that, a cl- I, is that clown going to eat you? Because I've seen it eat people. You validate their feelings. Yes. Not there you go. Yeah. When I get Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. I want Ooh, you guys all yeah, wow. to indulge me. Okay. Oh, okay. If right. I say there's a little girl in the corner. Yes, yes. Can I film it? You talk to me about the little girl in the corner. Okay. For clout. Can and I ask you questions about the little girl? Yeah. In the corner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. distract me or something, but don't argue with me telling me the little girl's yeah. not there. Yeah, no, you, you don't didn't. Do that. You didn't shit your pants. No, that smell? No, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's always like that. Trust mm-hmm. me, you're fine. That's a little girl, too. She, she shit her pants. Yeah. <laughs> she should be really embarrassed. Okay, Aaron, put dad in a home and you take care of me when I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> when? Why? Yeah, what is the win? Oh, if. You're from fine, finished stock. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, think you get these people have, like, I, uh, my grandma had Alzheimer's. Yeah, that was, she was old, though. <laughs> Wasn't she like 100? She was 74. Once you get to like. 74 is not that old. She was, I don't know how old she was. She was in her 80s. Okay, so this is no, in between. Way off. Yeah. No, it's her mother that lived into her 90s. Lit. Okay, that seems like kind of a tangent there. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Like we never do one (laughs) vote. While taking notes in Spanish class, he scribbled, you know, and he was writing these things for the cameras to see. He wrote, there is no... Huge letter, donde esta? (laughs) Lifting it up. (laughs) He wrote, there is no amount large enough to make me do this anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. He He better not self-harm. I'm getting worried about it. See, wouldn't you rather have him fired from the show than let him kill himself? I would, for for instance. Well... Well, you got to get him help. Yes, I would get him help. Help getting out the show. <laughs> in December, the premise of his show shifted. The goal was no longer $100 million. Mm. It was to join the cast of Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Ooh. Well, yep. The we, voice maybe, in his... Maybe what? Horatio Sands could help him out with that. You know, that'd be a great documentary I'd love to watch. Some Horatio delusion. and Nick. Yes, the delusional man on his way. Uh, to the, oh, is that? Oh, never mind. I was going to make a very inappropriate joke. <laughs> and cut it out. Is that what Pete Davidson did? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah I think it would be kind of yeah. painful to watch something like that. But anyway, so the the voice and the speaker in his head said, "Get out there and do stand up." So he hmm. began performing at open mic nights around town. Ooh, well, look at him go. I yep. like how this is going. Yeah. His material was pretty much jokes about marijuana and internet porn. Okay. Oh my God, he, how have I not heard of him? He's probably famous. <laughs> He's I don't had know. two Netflix specials. Yeah, I was going to say. What I looked for, apparently there are videos on YouTube. I looked and couldn't find any. Oh, Shit. really? Yeah. yeah. But he is delivered jokes about being on his own TV show and everybody thinks he's la- he's joking yeah. and they're yeah. laughing and he's dead serious. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Well, his delivery was supposedly unsettlingly antic, and the crowds were small and aloof. Aloof, So it probably wasn't that great. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But he kept going. He believed millions were watching at home, including casting agents for SNL. Mm. So that's why he had to keep going. When, for some reason, he couldn't get on stage, he'd perform without an audience. Like, say, in a parking lot. 
Oh. On a bus. Okay. In his dorm room while his roommate was trying to sleep. Well, those oh are audiences. Gosh. On a bus, you have an audience, <laughs> just an unwilling audience. Yeah. Yes. So, what this happened on a Thursday night. The producer's voice told Nick it'll end if you go to New York. So, luckily, he had some money saved up from summer jobs. He booked a flight for the next morning, and he planned to track down Lorne Michaels and demand to be hired for <laughs> SNL, because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And he figured whatever the response, either, yeah, you're on SNL, or no, it would be like a memorable final scene, right, for mm-hmm. his show. He that's thought true. it would be over. So he made it to New York City. He went to Rockefeller Center, super excited because it was going to be over soon. It was Saturday, and he figured if everything went well, his show was going to end at 11.30 p.m. because then at 11.30, he'd go on SNL, and then afterwards, he would finally be able to sleep well for the first time in years. That's uplifting. That's very sad. It is. Mm -hmm. So outside of Rockefeller Center... People were ice skating, just like in the movies. Ooh. Probably thought this was going to be a great scene for his show. He went through the revolving door in the lobby of NBC, told a security guard, I need to see Lorne Michaels. Okay. Let me send you right up. Yeah, okay. And the security guard said no. He told him, yeah, you know. You don't understand. I have uh, yeah. not an appointment. but uh. Tried to explain to him what he was there for. Nobody cared. Security guard would never let him in. He waited in the lobby for a while. People just kept, you know, walking in and out. Nobody bothering with whatever he was doing in there. And then he finally realized that it wasn't going to happen. So he left. So that was a bust. He had to keep going on a show because he didn't get onto SNL. Security guard's fault. Lauren Michaels wanted to see him. I know. He would have said yes. And then he went back to school, finished out his junior year. He decided not to return for his senior year. Well. But he didn't want to stay home either because he thought that would be a really boring show. Yeah, he's right. (laughs) So he asked his dad if he could go live with him in L.A. And his dad said, sure, as long as he'd see a psychiatrist. Mm. And he said no. So he didn't go. Okay, well. He didn't want to see a psychiatrist. Because it's boring on the show? I don't know. He just didn't want to go see a psychiatrist. So one day while Nick was out running... Presumably because he was told, yeah. go get some exercise. <laughs> yeah. His mom, probably snooping in his room. Probably. Found, As moms will do. Mm-hmm, found copies of the letters that he had mailed to celebrities. Remember? Oh, like Judd yeah. Apatow and Tina yeah, Fey. Yeah. Nice. When she confronted him about it. Her he, response was, that Judd Apatow didn't even write back. What a poopy head. Whore. He told her, you shouldn't have opened my mail. He's not wrong. Well, they were copies of letters. She didn't open his mail. Oh, my God. Spoken like a mom, defending Mm -hmm. a mom. So while Nick was watching her, she Googled psychiatrists in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. As one finds a psychiatrist in... Well, I don't blame her. I mean... She's doing well. Yeah. He thought the producers wouldn't like it if he did what his, you know, mom wanted him to do. But he couldn't figure out a way to tell her no. So he said, let me go up to my room and think about it. So Mm. she said, okay. So he went upstairs. I don't like where this is heading. I feel like they might be, I can't think of any other way around it other than to kill the family. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. I thought about it for just for a few minutes, then came back downstairs. And his mom said for the first time in years, she saw an unclouded look on his face. Mm. He said, they say I should do it. <laughs> oh, my God. See, now how you, you've got to go along with that. Yeah. It's a good result. <laughs> if I go to a doctor in California, I'll win a million dollars. So now he's back down to a million dollars. Okay, well, still. Fuck. But still, it's the right thing for him to do. He's going to get some help. I think now, that at some point, the voice, these voices actually have been, on the whole, pretty positive experience for him. You know, that's actually stand different. Stand by in it. Stand, I'm getting a look here, but I'm standing by in that state. Western and Eastern cultures, people in Eastern cultures, when they have like auditory delusions, they tend to be helpful and positive. Really? And people in Western cultures, they tend to be vindictive and hmm. evil and not nice. Well, not his. I not his, yeah, which is cool. interesting. He's going well, against the grain. How helpful yeah. is it to they say? They got him help. They got him you exercise. You've got to be entertaining 
24 hours a day. Uh, they were they, just trying to hone his craft. It is positive outcomes. Yeah. But they don't go about he's Yeah. Not he went out there to stand them positively. Up. Like he's starving himself and right, doing it all because he's incredibly insecure. Yeah. I still, yeah. I, I, on the whole, it's not all good. So in June, now we're in 2010. June 2010, got he it. He moved to Los Angeles, living with his father. And he went to see a psychiatrist at the UCLA Psychosis Clinic. Well, then Ooh. I know they're going to help him because they're the best. Yeah. Mm, yeah, except for that UCLA doctor who was sexually assaulting his patients. Other than that one. Mm-hmm. Pretty yep. solid. I was very disappointed when I read that we at UCLA. All we all were. So this doctor, his name is Dr. Stephen Martyr. Wow, that's a great... What the? That's a phenomenal name. That's amazing. Why? Actually, that's like a saint's name. Exactly. Oh, Come it's not on. spelled that way. M-A-R-D-E-R. Don't ruin it for <laughs> us. I really hope his daughter's <laughs> name is like Arthurisha or something amazing I like, like that. It's <laughs> a great name. Well, Dr. He, Martyr. Ooh. It always falls on my shoulders to do the hardest job. That's that's just, I mean, that. Well, he gave Nick a prescription for an antipsychotic that usually takes months to work. If it works at all. Okay. Hi, here's the worst medicine I can give you. <laughs> Here you are. Well, well you don't what? Know any, no, Hi, don't this rarely works and in takes forever. In my experience, they say, I don't think you're psychotic, but here's an antipsychotic. <laughs> here's an antipsychotic. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to work. Well, I. A terrible track record. Let's try it on you. From it's what cheap. I hear, there's, it's trial and error. Yeah, it is, because mm-hmm. things that work with one person aren't going to work with the other, and so you have to, to, you know, try different drugs and different combinations of drugs until you find one that works for that specific patient, and then after a little while, it's going to stop working, and you got to find something else. Medicine is going to look back on this era for absolute butchers. I mean, I, not shitting you. It's like bloodletting. I fucking recently got into a psychology podcast. That's what he's, he said. He has said that in, he thinks in 100 years oh, they're going to look back and see 100%. what we do and go, oh, my God. And, and psychology, I mean, not to pick on psychology, but psychology as a field, I feel like, has only found its stride very recently and is starting to recover from its whole history mm-hmm. of bullshit. Not to sound like Tom Cruise, but I, I do think that. And I think we'll look back in 100 years and say, God, that psychology is a joke back in those days and things like that. I mean, right? They'll, they'll know exactly. Yeah. I mean, trial and error for antipsychotics. That's nuts. Pardon the pun. That's crazy. Mm. Go ahead. I don't know. I, yeah. It's, it's shitty, but it's what we got to do. That's what I give to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, at first, didn't want to take these. He only pretended to swallow them Ooh. because... Makes he, them even less effective. You couldn't take them on an empty stomach, so he'd have to have at least 500 calories of food before taking one. Oh, no. He'd have and, to have a handful of almonds. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's not very much. He didn't want to anger the producers by gaining weight. Uh, he, so he's kind of like uh, Matthew Perry in, in the, some of the later years of Friends. True. I okay. miss that subplot. He was he gained a little bit of weight on oh. TV. If you are five pounds overweight, you look like you're fat. Oh, so then and so he, he actually had a lot anorexic. of pressure to, oh. to lose weight there. Yeah, rude. Some of those years, and then he ended up with a drug problem. <gasps> yeah. That'll happen. I don't know if it had anything to do with that, but he did. So he would go to the clinic quite often to talk with Dr. Martyr and the residents, and Dr. Martyr said that psychiatrists who treat serious mental illness don't tend to spend very much time with the patients like they used to. They don't. They don't. I mean, psychiatrists don't. They spend very little time with their patients. They just give them medication, and that's it. Wow. So, well, yeah. that's, a, that's a damning indictment of psychiatry, in my humble opinion. Well, it should be coupled with a therapist. Yes, but Jesus still. Who does still. the talking part. Okay. But there's no, from at least from my experience, there's no coordination between a psychiatrist yeah. and a psychologist. It's all up to the patient. It's not good. I mean, we're just not getting insured for that the last few years, too. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be exactly. night and day in 20 years, and then more. Yeah, it's going to. Well, yeah. well, because it was Obamacare, everybody, <laughs> okay. that said that mental health had to be treated yes. the same as physical health. Mm-hmm. So, Eat yeah. a dick. What? Obama's a dick? <laughs> no, I said eat a dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking to people who don't like Obama. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
But Nick said that going to this clinic was the first place where he felt listened to and where people took his feelings and thoughts seriously. Well, that's not UCLA. Yeah. So I don't know if it was UCLA, maybe just Dr. Martin. Don't read it for me. So he was initially uh, reluctant to describe his symptoms, but eventually he admitted that he heard voices. And it was at this point where he got comfortable with everybody there that he began taking the pills that he was prescribed. So in, uh, actually, on the morning of November 10th, 2010, he woke up on the futon of his brother's living room, not his brother, his father's living room, for the first time in two and a half years, he felt alone in his brain. Oh, that's very healthy. Yep, so those antipsychotic pills were working. Right. He one said, in 20 chance, but he was the one. Woohoo! He said it felt beautiful. And when his father got home from work, he told him it's all gone. And then within a few weeks, he began referring to his delusions. Wow. And kind of like in the past tense, which was good, but also kind of in a self-deprecating tone. Mm. My know, show got canceled. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So his parents felt, oh, wow, you know, he's getting better. His irrational thoughts and delusions have not completely disappeared, but he has developed the ability to deal with it. And he went into cognitive behavioral therapy, which helps him distinguish fantasy from reality. Hmm. They now have seasons as there's, there's an off period mm-hmm. where they're not yeah. shooting. So he gets a break. That's helpful. Well, then in But the thing is, during that off period, he's doing movies. So he's trying to keep active. Yeah. It's, it's his time to shine. Mm-hmm. You, you strike while the iron's hot. He's big. He's bigger right now. He's trying to breathe through. In 2012, he was on the internet when he saw a headline. Oh no! The headline said, "Cases of Truman Show delusion on the rise." <gasps> so he's not the only one. Yep. Wow. And you were right, Dean. This article mentioned the name Joel Gold. So Nick sent him an email. He told him that he saw an article about the Truman Show disorder and that it it blew his mind. And he wanted to know if he could help him because he felt this was what he had. If Joel Gold can help Nick. No, if Nick, vice vice versa. If Hmm. Nick could help share his experiences and how he got better with Dr. Gold, that maybe it could help somebody else. And that would help validate his own life. So Joel Gold called Nick, and they talked on the phone for about an hour. And Nick said, you know, knowing that there were other people with the same thing had given him great strength. I couldn't get Jim Carrey to show up here, but here's Scott Glenn. Thank you. Wait, not Scott Glenn. Uh, Ed. Ed. Damn it. Harris. Harris. Got it. Sorry, Ed. So Nick now lives in Long Beach, California. My hometown. Yep. He goes to a local college, (laughs) has a part-time job. He still enjoys writing, and he is working on three science fiction screenplays, but he doesn't expect that they'll ever actually be produced. (laughs) Nice. Probably. I don't know. Does every screenwriter think that? I think everyone thinks they they will be. Because they'd be right. And he has a doctor that he trusts, and he's on... Medication that helps it helps his symptoms without making him dysfunctional, but there's no cure for this. No. Only what they call remission. Hmm. So, uh, you know, sometimes he has little delusions or whatever, and he sees them as amusing and hmm. not alarming. Does he is he aware that they're delusions? Yes. Well, that's a good yeah. step, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Oh, with the camera. That's not a camera. And what, you know what? That was a camera. <laughs> Ooh. Well, and he has He a, should not live in London. Yeah. Well, and probably when he has things like that, he has doctors that he can talk to. That's good. And they At UCLA. Him. Woohoo. I don't know if he's still going to Stop UCLA it. or not. Sorry. <laughs> so, as you may or may not know, The Truman Show. What? I, oh, do you know what year The Truman Show 1998. was? 1998. Okay, 98. It was. A very good movie. Great movie. Did we see it? Yes. Hmm. I, I did. I think you saw it without me. You may have not seen it, but I, was I did. Negative you one. were probably pregnant. You were probably pregnant. I went to a movie. Seems fair. I had just had a baby. 
Oh, I could have been pregnant with this one yeah, over here. Yeah, right here. Yeah, see. Was, yeah, depending on what time. Yeah. Well, no, so. you were. Well, yeah. you know, you can go to movies when you're pregnant. Ah, uh, not you. You're just you're whiny, bloated. Oh, I'm you so did have two pregnant. Children. I'm just gonna go movies. Uh, my water broke at the movies. <laughs> yeah, well. So I was going to the movies literally up until the final moment. And I was traumatized. That's why you were no longer allowed to go to movies <laughs> for the rest of your pregnancies. <laughs> well, anyway, the Truman Show starred Jim Carrey as a man named Truman Burbank. Not Scott Glenn. Mm-hmm. Nope. Who discovers that he is living in a reality TV show that airs around the clock, and it aired from the moment he was conceived, every part of his life was televised. And, and the seven minutes before. Woohoo! <laughs> and everybody in it were paid actors. His wife, Damn. Er, his parents, yeah. everybody. So he eventually and gradually discovers the truth about his existence. Are you seriously recapping the Truman Show? Right yes. Now? Okay. And then he tries to escape. Spoiler alert. It. Spoiler alert. It's not really a movie. Or no, it is really a movie. Spoiler alert. That's not mm-hmm. really a spoiler at all. Did you know that there was an earlier show what? with this concept? You know what? I did read that somewhere back when Truman Show came out. And it was like sort of a little bit of a mini controversy. It was Ooh. in the 1980s. It was an episode of The Twilight Zone. Ooh. Is that what you're thinking of? No. Called Special Service, which starts with the main character discovering a camera in his bathroom. Hmm. And he later finds that his life is being broadcast to people all over the world. Really? Yeah. Man, that might be then. I, I just remember thinking, I, I, I remembering that it was, there were allegations of quasi-plagiarism around that. Really? Yeah, well, it probably, probably was because of that. And uh, there were, you know, some critics of the Truman Show that weren't super positive thought that the premise was just ridiculous because millions of people aren't going to be interested in watching the mundane, you know, daily details. Uh, well, some they were stupid wrong. guy's life. <laughs> and exactly. Yeah. Now, Honey Boo Boo and Jesus. Kardashians. Yeah. Name and any of them. Exactly. Little did they know. That's and outrageous. How could that ever be? Oh, God, I wish they were right. 1998. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, between 1995 and 2004, an international study on psychotic symptoms surveyed 1,100 patients from seven countries and found that the mind supplies the contours of delusions and the culture fills in the details. So that kind of tells us how we got the Truman Show delusion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. in a sense, though, the voices in the head is a very common yes. psychological delusion. Mm-hmm. The context of those voices, what they say is culturally bound. Yeah, exactly. It mm-hmm. changes with every every time yep. and space. Yeah, you That's decide what the that vibe. Mm-hmm. The culture decides exactly what that they say with yeah. the vibe. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like UFOs. The same things that were called UFOs and aliens were angels at one point. Yeah. And yeah. Know, demons and, and succubi yeah. and things like that. So you were visited by now an they're angel. aliens. Instead of so succubi aren't sitting on your on your chest and choking you. Now they are aliens that are taking you to the ship and doing the same and probing you yeah. and bringing you back. But it's the same it's culture bound. Mm-hmm. It's the same delusion. Well, grandiose schizophrenics. From mostly Christian countries. You mean like the really, really, really best schizophrenics? <laughs> Not a schizophrenic? Yes. Okay. No, you know what grandiose means. Yes. Thank okay. You. It's like people with delusions of grandeur, mm-hmm. you know, they, they think they're bigger and better. Well, people from Christian countries claim to be prophets or gods, but people from Muslim countries don't. Yeah, because it's, it's a mm-hmm. no-no. But they have, yeah, so that's why? Because, I mean, they have yeah. a prophet, right? One. Yeah. Yeah, only well, one. You, know, you, don't, you don't pretend to be Muhammad. Yeah, it's kind That's of a big not deal. Okay. Can't even like, draw him. There's only one prophet. Yeah. Well, we I have only it. one God, so why do Christian people. Yeah, wait? I'm not Christian. Yeah. It's but, complicated. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me explain mm-hmm. religion. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, let me mansplain it's religion yeah. for the selfish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just bagging on religion now. Yes, you are. And in Shanghai, paranoid people report being pricked by poison needles, oh. but in Taipei, they are possessed by spirits. Okay. Well, that I can't yeah. explain those either, but Yeah. So anyway, and also shifts in technology have caused the content of delusions to change over the year years. In the 1940s, the Japanese controlled American minds with radio waves. Hmm. Sure. Like, that's 5G. That's a statement of fact, by the mm-hmm. way, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like the delusions. Oh, is what I'm talking about. Like my mom, she yeah. thought her mom was a Japanese spy, yeah. <laughs> which is just odd. 
Well, now you just, I mean, it's just... just In I disguise. Mean, there are all kinds of types of delusions, so... I mean, even within the same culture, they have incredibly, right? We've had the, those, remember that bug biting delusion in Mrs. whatever, and there's that hair. We did a show on it. Okay. I don't <laughs> it's good of you not to remember. There's <laughs> um, Pascagoula, I believe. And, and they, oh, uh, yeah, I remember. And the kissing bug delusion was a different one, too. So, I mean, yeah, there's all yeah. kinds of delusions. Mm-hmm. And then in the 50s, the Soviets used satellites to control people's minds. In the 70s, people had computer chips implanted into their brains by the CIA, stuff like that. Still are. Yep. So Joel Gold, the guy that uh, was looking into this, he's a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist from Bellevue. Mm -hmm. He actually worked with his brother, who was like some kind of um, philosopher or something like that. (laughs) Bo Gold. He, I forget what his name was, but they wrote articles about the Truman Show delusion. And Joel started, because he had several patients that had these sorts of delusions, because it sounds like he's a doctor, and so I believe in this, so I'm going to diagnose all my patients have this. That's not how it happened. Other patients, or, or other psychiatrists, heard about him and his kind of hypothesis. And so when they had patients that would come to them, and they had delusions along these lines, they would then send their patients to him. So that's how he kind of collected those patients. He worried that doctors of psychotic patients were limiting their treatments of the patients to just drugs, nothing else. So he believed that their delusions and, you know, the products of their delusions had meaning. So it sounds like he would do kind of like psychoanalysis along with treating them with antipsychotic drugs. So he treated several young, educated men who men who had like man, personally. <laughs> who had these kind of peculiar sets of symptoms. One patient thought that September 11th, that those attacks had been a plot twist on his TV show. Mm. And he traveled across the country to Manhattan to see if the Twin Towers were still standing. I guess because he thought it didn't really happen or whatever. But he screwed up. He was in Manhattan, Kansas. And (laughs) another man, another patient, reported that all of his friends and relatives were actors following a script. He had another patient who had actually worked on the production team of a reality show. And then he concluded that the show was actually about him. So it was all a trick on him. And then some of the patients actually did compare their experiences to the Truman Show. Yeah. So they were aware of the Truman Show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. still believed their delusion that yep. they were having a Truman Show. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, doctors began referring any cases that they had like this to gold. And so within about two years, he had um, seen nearly 50 patients with Jeez. this. Oh, so here I have his brother's name. His brother's name is Ian. He was a philosopher at McGill University. Oh. Aaron, you used to want to go there. It's the Harvard mm-hmm. of Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Canada for their health care. Yeah. So they are the ones that actually named this the disorder the Truman Show delusion. There aren't this is not an officially recognized <laughs> It's not in the DSMFI? No. Nope, mm-hmm. It's not. TSD. Should be. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And according to reports, there have been over forty I had somewhere else I read fifty, but this said forty recorded instances of people. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the Truman Show delusion in way, the, way more real than multiple personality disorder in the United States and the UK. Typically, it affects white men between twenty-four and thirty-four. Not shocked, to be yeah. honest. No. Those are the ones that think everything's about them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if, if it's has it ever been diagnosed in a country where, well, I reality say TV where, isn't a thing, or, and where a Truman Show wasn't. I don't know, just yeah. or known or something like that. But in these days, the internet is there such a place. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, can you find a tribe in the Amazon, and they have one dude who has this delusion that his whole life is, is a... I would bet not. I guess not a TV show, but... No, I mean, their delusion no. would manifest in something in their culture. Yeah, his delusion is probably them shooting him with their <laughs> poison darts. I don't Jeez. know. They got... Well, in 2003, interestingly enough, a man named Matt Kennedy Gold, Gould, he was a law school dropout from Pittsburgh, he actually signed a contract to appear on a TV show called The Lap of Luxury. 
in which contestants would live in a Los Angeles mansion and compete to win $100,000. Doesn't sound very bizarre, right? Yep. We have all mm-hmm. kinds of shows like that. Yeah. But in fact, he was the only competitor. <laughs> he thought there were going to be a lot of them. His housemates were actors. Yeah. He thought they were contestants mm-hmm. of an actual show. It was a Spike TV. Remember Spike TV? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think I remember this show. Production whose real title was The Joe Schmo Show. Yeah, it was oh, hosted yeah. by Ralph Garman from uh, K-Rock. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah, I remember I've that heard show. of the name. Well, and then in the final episode, the hoax was revealed, mm-hmm. and Matt Gold was presented with an oversized check. You know, he got all happy mm-hmm. and then collapsed into tears. And afterwards, he holed up in an apartment in Santa Monica and spent a lot of the money on pot and alcohol. Well, Woo-hoo. that's the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. I mean, blue. what would happen... If would he have to sign a new release when it was over? I mean, or, well, I don't know if they because he signed an. I initial, will bet you the first release was good because there's yeah. no way they're gonna go through a whole season with that risk. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I mean, think about it. He signed I, a release to have yeah. his image on TV. Yeah, like scared, like those. Anything. Well, I wonder, like how, giving them a hundred percent. You know, you know those. Remember Tracy Morgan or the Prank Encounters show? I wonder if they sign it. I mean. Are those all hidden cameras? Those are all hidden cameras in those shows, right? So they must have to sign an NDA after the fact. Which is odd because sometimes they just bitch out. And that one dude on that one show just fled, like seriously, left his girlfriend in the car and bolted. And he still signed an NDA because he was on the show. Yeah. Or the new show with With, uh, Stranger Things Kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because they're they're not going on the premise that they're going on a TV show. Mm -mm. Yeah. True. Weird. It's, it's 15 minutes of fame trumps yeah. embarrassment every Cloud time. Is one hell of yeah. A well, Matt Gold did okay. He said he Good for Matt. he flushed some of the pot down the toilet, packed his car, and went home to Pittsburgh and got help. Spent the rest on hookers and blow. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. Actually, Spike TV probably should have paid for any help he needed. Mm-hmm. Any therapy. <laughs> they really did fuck with him. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fucked up. Spike TV is now. I think it might be FX or FXX or FXXX. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, and then um, back in the olden days, 1941, so before predating, way predating the Truman Show, 1941, Robert Heinlein produced a story called They, where a mental patient insisted that his surroundings were a stage and the patients and staff were actors. Yeah. So... That was before that. And there was a 1959 novel with Philip by Philip K. Dick with a similar pres, um, premise called Time Out of Joint. But I didn't see what... I don't think I've read that one. What was in that? So that's about it, you guys. What one, do you yeah. think about the Truman Show um, disorder? Interesting. I think more people should have it. It sounds like fun. I think, generally speaking, I think it helped him. It helped him get through college. It helped him lose weight. He worked out. He met people. He did stand-up. He, he got out there. Yeah. On the whole, I'm arguing, controversial argument, that hey, those are welcome here. his delusion yeah. was beneficial. I disagree with you. Well, well, it probably could have been worse. It didn't help him get through college because he didn't get through college. He never graduated. He came close. And... Yeah, I would say on the whole. I think he still might get those credits. Yep. You think he still might get what? Those credits. Finish college. At Long, maybe he's going to Long Beach, a local college in Long Beach. We don't know where, but maybe he's going to Long Beach State. Yeah. He graduated. He's and he's. Or he could be he, going to LBCC. He's got great stories. <laughs> he's got when he's dating now. He's got Ooh, yeah. fabulous. I mean, can you imagine being on the first date and telling that story? I used to think, okay, funny story. I was delusional for many years and thought I was on a TV show. Yeah, right oh, you mean the Truman Show delusion? And they can just hit it off. Yeah. So I'm saying. Mm. So I'm. I my yes. I think it's good. I'm glad for him. It's a good experience. Well, I disagree. I don't think it was a good experience, but I am glad that he got help, and I'm glad that he met Dr. Martyr and Dr. Gold. Gold. <laughs> Gold and, is the other guy. And if you know someone with delusions, go ahead and lean into that and help them. Yeah, clowns, yeah, clowns do kill people. It's true. It's a fact. They have multiple rows of teeth, and they eat you. I said teeth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shop around. Though antipsychotics do, uh, after a long time, use cause tardive dyskinesia. So be careful about that. What's she's, dyskinesia? She's just making tardive words. dyskinesia. It's where you start. You start hopping back and forth and you chew on your lips. It's like involuntary movements that get caused by long-term use of antipsychotics. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? Switch I you to a different antipsychotic? Yeah, take you off, I think. Yeah, switch you. 
give you a placebo. They can't take you off psychotics, antipsychotics. Yeah. They put you on gas X and tell you it's the newest, latest, mm-hmm. wonderful antipsychotic. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Huh. Why does it say gas X on the t- gas X on the table uh, tablet? I don't understand. You never got those commercials? It say, my kids started asking me, Dad, why are you bouncing your leg and chewing on your lip all the time? There's and commercials I, for this? Yeah, and then I talked what? to my doctor who said, because of the medication I use for my bipolar, bipolar disorder and my schizophrenia, Tardy, okay. There's nothing because of the shit I Google. I get no, there's nothing well, the okay. pharmaceuticals won't put on you commercials are not or You do not. I'm not being prescribed. It's like it's antipsychotic, so you don't get the fun ads like I do. <laughs> I guess not. The that's yeah. There's nothing they won't uh, advertise. The pharmaceuticals yeah. are and and are they running out of names yet? It's like and Flipabine is the latest. I mean, just, I say they also like Game of Thrones characters. I yeah. I get lots of ads for. Um, Bamboo toilet paper. <laughs> I'm just watching baseball, and all the ads on baseball games are Roman and something called Bowling Branch, which makes sheets, apparently, and they have a stupid, annoying little kid. And here's the thing, Bowling Branch, when you put a little kid and he chews with his mouth open, it's not cute. Are those It's obnoxious. That also seem that. like they're advertising white supremacy. Probably. They're, they're like they're like they're, wa- the they're rocking around the sheets all the time. Yeah, it's the sheets commercials yes. that are like three presidencies, and it's like that's not something. Yes, I think advertise. it is them. I, I never had. Like, those I'm are always all war criminals. Fast forwarding through them, yeah. but yes, mm-hmm. it, I'm sure that's it. Wow, I've never heard of. I I, 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 I hate like, that child. Like airing I know it's not his fault. Are like all making a bed together? Like yes, does that? yes. <laughs> like weird. a white father has ever made a bed with his wife ever. and child? Ever? Are you kidding me? Not once. We've made a bed together. You are the one percent. <laughs> that sounded gross. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> See, let's never do that again. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Carrie. You're welcome for Kadeen. that wonderful story, and thank you for listening to my rant about Bowling Branch. Yeah. Yeah. Until uh, anything else? No. Okay. Please tell them where they can find us. Weird World Podcast on all places on the internet <laughs> at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram. I, no I don't know. That's Tw- it. Twitter. Oh, Patreon. That I never do. And Patreon. No, no Twitter. We're ignoring Twitter. Okay. All right. I remember that. You're welcome. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please listen next time. And please enjoy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See ya.